Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Sierra Vista, the official podcast of the city of Sierra Vista. I'm your host, Public Information Officer Adam Curtis. Tourism is a major piece of Arizona's economy, with nearly 50 million people visiting the state to spend more than $24 billion in 2018 alone. That generated $3.63 billion in tax revenue and supported more than 192,000 jobs, according to the Arizona Office of Tourism. Historically, Sierra Vista's share of that pie has been small, with internationally renowned destinations like the Grand Canyon and Sedona getting most of the attention. The city has been working to change that, and Sierra Vista does have much to offer visitors, especially those seeking outdoor, extraordinary outdoor adventures without the crowds. And getting folks to visit ties into efforts to bring in businesses and inspire people to live here, which helps diversify our economy. While the COVID-19 pandemic has certainly dampened travel numbers, it also presents Sierra Vista with opportunities as people adapt to new norms associated with travel, work, and choosing where to live. Today, we're joined by City of Sierra Vista Marketing and Communications Manager, Judy Hector, who coordinates the city's marketing for tourism, economic development, and more. Together, we'll discuss how efforts to put Sierra Vista on the map are evolving in 2020. Hi, Judy. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so the first time I ever saw Sierra Vista, um, I always kind of think of this when thinking about putting Sierra Vista on the map, because frankly, as an Arizona native, I didn't know it existed for a large portion of my life. Um, but I was a student at the University of Arizona, and I was working for the Tombstone Epitaph. So I was traveling between U of A and Tombstone a lot, and one night I had an interview in Bisbee. So I was traveling from Bisbee to Tombstone, and I looked west, and there was this big glow in the sky, and I was like, well, that must be Sierra Vista. I've vaguely heard about that, and it's so much bigger than I thought it would be. Um, so it, it kind of surprised me that such a sizable community had kind of flown under the radar for me uh, as someone who had lived here for so long. Um, and I was kind of wondering, um, have you found that to be the case with folks from other part of the state, um, kind of as you moved here and came into this role to actually help bring some recognition uh, to Sierra Vista? Yeah, when I started here in 2013, I did find that a lot of Arizonans didn't know where Sierra Vista was or they hadn't even heard of it. So for myself, personally, I was living in Oregon and I saw the ad for the job and I had not heard of Sierra Vista. So I had to do quite a lot of research to learn more about the community that I thought, yeah, I'd like to live there. And, you know, I came down for my interview and, oh my gosh, what an amazing place. So I was so blessed to get this job. And I realized that one of the things I had to do was make sure that other Arizonans knew about Sierra Vista and all the terrific things there are to do here. Absolutely. And then in your time in this position, uh, what are some of the ways you've been working to put Sierra Vista on the map, so to speak? So a few years ago, um, I, I kind of rearranged my budget so that I could put a good portion of our advertising dollars into Arizona markets. Mm -hmm. So I specifically targeted the Phoenix metro area for uh, a drive market and obviously an overnight market and then Tucson for hopefully an overnight market, but um, definitely a day trip market. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing things with, you know, print, digital, social media. Um, we did billboards a little bit, but I'm not a huge fan of them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we've been um, working on those things. And we also do um, work with travel writers. Right. So they're writers, bloggers, vloggers, kind of taking advantage of all the different media that there are. So um, I do work with those folks to try to get them to come here and write a story. And what I found is those things pay off in spades and over long periods of time. So they might come, you know, in the spring, for example, and they'll 
run some social media posts, they'll do some um, blogs, some vlogs, whatever their, their specialty is. But then maybe a year later, they've found another, um, another story that they need to do and put together that, you know, it's like, hey, wow, I could talk about Sierra Vista here. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm doing this thing on biking. Hey, Sierra Vista has great biking. I'm going to throw that in there. So, it, you know, we can get payoff from these things for such a long period of time. It's really a great way to get the word out about Sierra Vista. Yeah, I know I've assisted with a couple of those uh, tours. I think we call them FAM tours, which is short for uh, familiarity tours. Um, But it really does introduce new people from all over to the community that have the power to really kind of become ambassadors for it in one way or another um, as they do their, you know, vlogging or or whatever they do. Um, And I know recently we we did something with uh, a couple of sisters. They call themselves the Trip Sisters, I think. Um, Could you talk about that tour and also kind of what... um, you know, kind of that generated uh, for Sierra Vista. Oh my gosh, the Trip Sisters were amazing. It's um, a couple of really fun ladies based out of Chicago. And um, they came last fall mm-hmm. and we, oh boy. we put together a great itinerary for them Um, some of it was guided some of it they did on their own Mm -hmm. which is great but we do when they come we make sure that all of their needs are met and they're ushered from here and there and they stay on schedule and you know god bless them in spite of the the rain and the bad weather that we had when they came (laughs) they had a wonderful time and they produced some really great stories they did um some social media posts right away on their social media channels Mm -hmm. and then about a month later i did a radio interview with them and then about a month after that they did a blog post on sierra vista and just recently they sent me a quick email to let me know that they have some videos running on three national geographic channels on a couple of their facebook channels and on their instagram channels so this is just evergreen content that is reaching millions literally millions of viewers across the country that's really awesome and that's something i did not appreciate at all as an Arizona native um, is just the kind of remarkable biodiversity here, but also kind of all the other attractions we have in this area. It's a really, you know, I guess there's a lot of cliches I could say, but, you know, it's a diamond in the rough or, or whatever. It's, it's an undiscovered area for a lot of even native Arizonans. But um, I know Nat Geo Wild actually did a, a video story on the hummingbirds here even years ago. Um, so we certainly do gain some national and even, even international recognition uh, for some of that biodiversity and other stuff we have here. Um, but talking about birding, um, it's obviously something we're known for. Uh, me as an Arizonan, I may have never heard of Sierra Vista, but people from around the world know it well um, because they're so into birding. Um, that is a bit of a niche market, or it's kind of seen that way. Um, but it, does it also speak to, you know, what what makes Sierra Vista attractive to other markets as well? Well, it does. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Sierra Vista is such a. I'm going to use the term birdie place. <laughs> it's such a birdie place because of the San Pedro River. Right. So it is recognized mm-hmm. as um, a migratory superhighway. So literally thousands of birds, millions, actually millions of birds fly along the superhighway every year on their northern and southern migrations. Mm -hmm. So at any time of the year or throughout the year, birders can spot 250 to 300 different species of birds in the Sierra Vista area because of the San Pedro River. Also, the Sky Islands, our beautiful Huachuca Mountains, are part of what both attracts birders and other visitors. So the geoclimate, you had mentioned some of the interesting topography here and some of the geology here. Mm-hmm. Because the Sky Islands are so unique, there's actually five climate zones in the Sky Islands as you right. go up in elevation. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the things that attract the birds and the birders 
and the other recreation is here to Sierra Vista. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of the year, the um, canyons in the Huachuca Mountains are considered subtropical because they're they're warm, they're moist, they don't get too cool at night, and the subtropical species really like that. And so do we as people. They're great places to go and escape the heat a little bit. Absolutely. So we have great hiking trails, great biking trails, and all of that feeds into our tourism market. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm a wildlife lover um, and never kind of knew some of the things by the Mexican border that just barely kind of tiptoe into the United States. Uh, and we do see a lot of that here. So stuff like the Cotamundi or the Cotis, I still have yet to see one in person. I really would love to, uh, but they look like little raccoons kind of, but um, just a little little different, like ringtail uh, raccoon they, kind of combination. They do. Know. I've been seeing one in my neighborhood lately, which is a little freaky because I expect <laughs> them out in the wild, not in a residential area. <laughs> right. That's, that's so cool though. I mean, I love living in a place where we do kind of mix with the wildlife and you can just drive 10, 15 minutes and feel like you're out out there, you know, you're really kind of out in the wild. Um, and I really appreciate that about Sierra Vista. And I, and I do think it really does kind of attract um, those folks that are looking for an authentic kind of outdoor experience and kind of, you know, to get away from the crowds. Um, so in terms of our, our, our tourism pillars, um, I know outdoor recreation is part of that. Um, but what do we kind of focus on when we're when we're, you know, selling Sierra Vista or, or trying to attract visitors to Sierra Vista um, from either out of the state or other countries? Um, what are kind of the key key things that we focus on? Um, there are so many things to mention, but really we do have four key pillars or primary offerings that we highlight mm-hmm. consistently. That's our hiking, bicycling, our nature and wildlife watching, the bird watching, mm-hmm. and also our proximity to Arizona's wine regions. So this is such a great place to base yourself if mm-hmm. you want to do any of those outdoor activities. And we're right between Arizona's two major wine regions. About 80% of Arizona's wine grapes are grown right here in our area. It's incredible. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm, uh, so I was born and raised in Sedona, Arizona, um, and I went to a wine festival in Cottonwood a number of years ago, and I was kind of disheartened to see that Page Springs had positioned themselves as the heart of Arizona wine country, and Cottonwood has this lovely little downtown area now with all these wine tasting rooms, uh, when most of their grapes come from down here. Um, so I do really think it, it's nice that we've been focusing on that a little bit more in Sierra Vista and trying to position, position ourselves as a, as a hub for folks looking uh, to kind of experience wine country and do little day trips and stuff um, because it's such a good fit. And this is really where the heart of Arizona's wine country should be, you know? It is. And I say <laughs> that sometimes too. Sorry, Conway. <laughs> um, so I, I do think it's a great focus for us. Um, and I think, it, I don't know, a lot of people um, that enjoy the outdoors and do, enjoy doing these other things uh, enjoy wine too. So it just kind of... Uh, it, it's a rich experience you can have here, partially because Sierra Vista's location is just a, it's a great jumping off point to all these other day trips and adventures and stuff like that. Um, so when someone does make that trip to Sierra Vista, um, what does that really mean? I mean, it, obviously they come here and spend a little bit of money, you know, at the hotels or businesses and that kind of thing. But are there are there other benefits to that? And how does that tie into, you know, the economic development efforts we're working on and kind of the broader approach the city takes kind of between our divisions and departments um, to both boost tourism and economic development? Yeah, so looking at tourism as an economic driver, um, it's actually considered an exported good. Mm -hmm. And the first time I've heard of tourism as a good 
instead of, you know, an experience. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was kind of in your head, you have that record scratch. You're like, oh, oh, it is. Right. It's so it's, it's something that people come here and purchase, and then they take back with them their experiences and their good memories. Well, we hope they're good memories. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when they get home with their experiences and their memories and their photographs, they share those with other people. Mm-hmm. So it's really creating a word of mouth awareness of Sierra Vista to wherever their home market is. And that's why targeting the things that we do with our marketing is so critical and ensuring that we offer you know, a good, honest, and authentic experience here in Sierra Vista. So through the economic development lens, we look at tourism not only as an economic driver, but is also something that can attract new businesses to Sierra Vista. Mm-hmm. So the things that make Sierra Vista a great place for visitors to come are also the things that make people want to live here. So like the good restaurants, the outdoor activities, the breweries, the proximity to wine country. So all of those things have come together. It's like, oh, yeah, that was a nice place to visit. Maybe I want to live there. And I don't know about you, Adam, but sometimes when I'm traveling, I'm having such a good time. I'll stop and look in the window of a real estate office and say, oh, how much is housing here? Oh, okay, I'm staying in Arizona. It's affordable. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, we do do have a better uh, cost of living here uh, than many places as well, which makes us obviously attractive to Californians and a lot of other areas. Um, Before we jump off into a new topic, I did want to share one anecdote. Um, Just an example as how visiting a community can lead to business decisions down the road, I guess. Um, Brad Christensen, uh, who um, renovated the Sun Canyon Inn uh, into the Best Western Plus, uh, now over in the West End on North Garden Avenue, which looks amazing now. Um, And they're also working on uh, the Tombstone Brew Pub project next door, which is also really awesome. Um, But part of what, you know, kept Sierra Vista on his mind and part of what uh, made him kind of keep tabs on opportunities down here and be interested in opportunities down here is because he used to visit down here to quail hunt. Um, so he'd visit down here regularly. So it's just, it just was in his mind. It, as long as, as long as you're familiar with the place, that kind of exposes you to opportunities there. Um, so if business people come to visit here, it actually can lead to them setting up shop here down the road. Um, so it, you can't really focus on, on tourism in a vacuum, I guess, because it really does complement the other efforts that we, we we do in coordination with like economic development and some of the other folks working for the city. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because we do work within the city of Sierra Vista as a team. Mm-hmm. So there's folks from, from um, the marketing communications department, from economic development, leisure, um, community development, and even parks, uh, not parks, um, public works when they need to come together. So we're all looking at, okay, what can we do that's going to improve our economy? What can we do that's going to make our community better? How is that going to affect tourism? So we'll, we'll look at it really holistically and find a good solution. And it's, it's really synergistic and it's energizing and it's exciting. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud. We just love it here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really love that too. I do. I do like the sense that we're all kind of pulling in the same direction. Um, And even in terms of just like improving our sports fields and getting new sports fields and those kind of amenities that benefits our local residents. And that's certainly part of the picture. Um, But it also enables us to attract tournaments, uh, which then becomes an economic development focus. uh, Because as you attract folks to tournaments, families come to visit here, they spend days or a week here at a time sometimes. Uh, And that again, just introduces them to Sierra Vista. And if we can kind of have 
some some tourism reach into that um, and give them a good experience, um, it puts Sierra Vista on the map for them. It kind of opens their mind to moving there in the future, maybe, or just telling their friends about it. About it. Um, it just really kind of complements um, those tourism efforts really well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's all those interacting elements right. that, you know, cause change. Absolutely. And it's much... You can you can make change much more effectively if you're pulling together versus not really seeing what he, what what you're doing. You know, like if you don't see what uh, we're doing with the fields or doing with other things, then then you're not saying the same thing. You're not really maximizing um, or making the most of the opportunities, I guess. Um, so. Uh, in terms of opportunities and challenges, uh, COVID-19 uh, presents a lot of those. <laughs> and I remember, uh, I think on a single day in March, right after the CDC released its initial guidelines, I remember canceling, I think, upwards of 50 Facebook events uh, in a single day, which is a weird feeling. Uh, it's not the funnest thing to have to do. Um, and it certainly has dampened, um, you know, travel, other, other stuff. I mean, it's just affected so much uh, in general, uh, both in terms of our daily lives and city governance and, and visitor attraction. Um, but in particular, uh, for tourism and economic development, um, you know, what challenges does it pose? And then also, are there some opportunities that we're trying to take advantage of? Well, okay. <laughs> so one of the challenges that we're facing right now is knowing if advertising is the right thing to do. Right. So the Arizona Office of Tourism is reporting that roughly 45 to 50% of local residents would be happy to have tourists come. Mm -hmm. So that means you know half or over half of the people don't want new people to be coming into their community and it makes sense. Yeah. You know, so the COVID-19 situation is so fluid and it changes so quickly. So one of the challenges is, you know, where do I advertise? When do I advertise? How do I advertise? And what's going to reach these people? So really what I've done and what a lot of tourist um, marketing agencies have done is focused on a, a campaign that says, when you're ready to travel, we're here for you. Right. And so far, that's been working pretty good. We're still getting interest. We're still getting inquiries. Um, at the visitor center, we've been offering curbside pickup for yeah. visitor information. We're not having a big demand for that, but there's still an opportunity to get the information out there because I think that when people are ready to travel, they will want to come here because what the situation is creating is a desire for people to go where there's more elbow room, where there's open spaces, you know, where they can go for a hike and not be bumping into people all the time. Sure. And that sounds exactly like Sierra Vista to me. So it, it sounds a little weird, but I'm pretty excited about the opportunities. <laughs> um, we're also seeing growth in the bird watching market. You mm -hmm. mentioned earlier that it's kind of a niche. It's actually becoming a little more mainstream. Mm -hmm. And that's being attributed to people being well, really stuck inside their homes for <laughs> months on end and like, oh, what can I do? I can look out the window. Hey, what's that bird? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's really been a growth in that. We advertise with Cornell Labs mm -hmm. um, in their um, Living Bird magazine and also in their allaboutbirds.com. Mm -hmm. um, and they're seeing a big increase in subscription um, to both their print and their digital services because people are becoming more interested in bird watching. So that really, you know, with our amazing 
elbow room outdoors, plus all of our birds. It puts us in a really great position for visitors to come here when they're ready to travel again. Mm -hmm. We're also finding that uh, people are not wanting to fly, which is super unfortunate for the airlines. I was just reading how American is struggling so much and all of them really. Um, but people are willing to drive and Sierra Vista is a drive market. So they're driving, you know, 250 miles, which puts, you know, Phoenix, some places in New Mexico, you know, maybe even Western Texas within mm -hmm. you know, range of Sierra Vista. So those are some really good markets for us, for people who are willing to drive for a vacation. Absolutely. And then aside from just visitors, um, I know we're looking at some other kind of economic development marketing campaigns, um, kind of that are, are focused around COVID-19 and the trends we're seeing, seeing in terms of how people, you know, telework more, are attracted to moving away from the cities a little bit, lower population density, you know, those are places with room to roam, like you're saying. Um, and I guess Business Insider ranked uh, Sierra Vista recently as one of the best Western cities to move to after the pandemic um, for a lot of those reasons, just the uh, low cost of living, relatively speaking, high number of tech-related jobs that you can do from home. Um, and really, you could work for a, com a company anywhere and move to Sierra Vista potentially and telework. Um, so talk a little bit about um, what we've been working on in regards to kind of, you know, positioning Sierra Vista as a, as a great place to telework. Well, we are actually, yeah, yeah. The Business Insider article was really great to see because we've known that Sierra Vista is a good place for teleworking from because we have such great technology, uh, an affordable cost of living, and an amazing lifestyle here. Um, so we've we've known that. We're really happy to have been included in that. Mm -hmm. um, we are we 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 retooled our marketing recently so that where we were saying, hey, come to Sierra Vista, check us out. You know, might be a great place to move your business to Sierra Vista is an excellent place for you to telework from. Come and check us out. Mm -hmm. And we are getting more interest in that. Um, people are clicking on the links. They're subscribing to the newsletters. They're requesting more information. So it's all been really favorable to attract people to telework here. We're mm -hmm. also seeing an increase in retirees. People are choosing to retire early. Right. And so we're seeing more, more people wishing to retire. And it was a couple of years ago that Sierra Vista was listed in the Where to Retire mm -hmm. book that they put out, I think every couple of years, of America's Best Places to Retire. Right. And we were listed as one of the best places in the West to retire to. Mm -hmm. So we're taking advantage of those two designations to get that word out into some of our target markets. A lot of cold weather markets, overly populated markets um, are really interested in coming to beautiful Sierra Vista. That's cool. Yeah. I since you mentioned it, what are some of our target markets? Because I imagine some people are curious about that. They don't necessarily see what we're doing on the tourism side as much, because obviously we're not speaking to Sierra Vistans all the time. We're targeting ads and placing ads in markets across the country and even internationally, right? Well, internationally, not so much these oh, days. Okay. Um, we, we, we keep an eye on it, um, yeah. but we're, we're just really not developing that market too much at this point. Um, but we are targeting some uh, heavily in some national markets. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. We'd mentioned Phoenix and Tucson earlier. We're also targeting the Southern California, basically from San Diego, um, heavily into Los Angeles metropolitan area mm -hmm. and up into San Francisco because of the technology. Oh, okay. We're also looking at um, New York. Uh, we're looking at some metropolitan areas in Texas. Mm -hmm. And then we look at um, Minneapolis and also some of the Chicago area as well. And these were determined, um, actually, it's, it was so neat. Uh, I, I looked at our tourism 
um, responses, where we're getting requests from. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with our economic development manager, Tony Boone, and I said, Tony, where are you getting requests from? Mm -hmm. And they were the same areas. Oh, that was interesting. So <laughs> we started going in with, uh, you know, tourism messaging and economic development messaging into the same markets. Mm -hmm. So that's really, you know, it's just, again, another example of how we're working together to really better utilize our resources and get stronger results. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And with results, marketing is kind of a squishy area. It can be a little hard to, to quantify exactly what's happening. And particularly with these kind of ads and stuff, you can talk about clicks, you can talk about views. Um, but at a certain point, it's hard to get to really firm data on the local level sometimes. Um, so how do you measure the success of city tourism and economic development marketing? Um, and do you see you know, some, some trends in that or anything like that. I, I know it's been disrupted by COVID-19, so it's probably hard to say. But. <laughs> it, it, it has been really disrupted. And thank you, Adam, for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, we do look at clicks. We look at, you know, how people are reacting on social media, if they're sharing, if they're liking. Um, we look at newsletter subscriptions. We look at web page um, where people are landing, what they're doing once they land on those web pages. Mm -hmm. But I've always said, and I'll continue to say, the results are where the rubber meets the road. We look at tax revenue right. because really that's what our ultimate goal is, mm -hmm. is to increase the financial prospect of um, the city of Sierra Vista and for all the residents who live here. Absolutely. So what I look at for tourism marketing is the extended stay tax and I'm so sorry our hotels are experiencing such a hardship right now. Um, but we do look at that. We look mm -hmm. at the trends in that. We also look at restaurant and bar tax mm -hmm. um, because we know that those two things, the extended stay plus the restaurant and bar, they move uh, um, parallel to our tourism market. So right. when it goes up, they go up. When it goes down, they go down. Um, for economic development, um, we do look also at um, – Oh, retail tax revenue. <laughs> <laughs> so for economic development, we look at retail tax revenue. And then I know that um, Tony also looks at some other things that measure the success of that program overall. But I do look at the retail tax revenue because, you know, one of the things that we focus on is we ask people to spend their money locally because that's part of our economic development marketing as well. Absolutely. Um, and I know anecdotally, we had a couple signature events, uh, the Sky Island Summit Challenge and the Wine, Beer and Spirits Festival. Um, gosh, was it in its fourth year? I, I think it, it was. was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously those events got canceled this year. But um, it's nice to see the growth, particularly in the Sky Island Summit Challenge, because it really it focuses on kind of one of our pillars of outdoor recreation, hiking, wildlife. It all, all kind of dovetails nicely. Um, and when I was taking photos up there, I got to talk to folks from Phoenix and even from, you know, all over the world kind of that had, you know, for one reason or another come here for, for this event. Um, and they just raved about the environment. I mean, it's not something you can get in Phoenix necessarily. It was something that they were really surprised to find in this part of Arizona. Um, so it's kind of anecdotal stuff, but I think it's really powerful when, when you kind of have these events kind of building that are, are building this momentum and kind of, you know, all, all conveying the same message about Sierra Vista and all these people go home and they now are armed with that message and information about Sierra Vista. And it kind of, it kind of creates an identity for our community that it didn't have as much before. Um, so I know that's an intangible result and, and it's hard to measure. Um, but I have seen a lot of positive momentum in the last several years. Um, was the data trending at, at, in any way, 
shape or form that you could see in, in a positive way before COVID, or is it kind of hard to, to glean um, a trend? In the summit challenge or, or? Or just overall, just in terms of looking at tax revenues, because I know the, like tax revenues were looking a little bit better for the last couple of years, um, but I don't know how much you can really weigh into that, you know? Uh, it, it was trending upward. We were actually yeah. seeing some good improvements, um, but then it just completely derailed. Yeah. You know, a lot of our tourism is tied to the fort. Yeah. Um, a lot of our extended state taxes tied to the fort. And, That's you know, true. they also put on a travel ban. You know, like the rest of the world. Yeah. So, you know, it's that's also hurt us um, economically as well. So, yeah. yeah. So, well, looking to the future, um, are there some some causes for optimism as well um, as we look at kind of navigating through COVID nineteen? And obviously, right now, Arizona is in a in a pretty bad place, but much of the nation is going through COVID nineteen and increasing cases. Um, but as we kind of push through this wave and and kind of see what's on the other end of this, um, do you think there's some cause for optimism in terms of you know, how Sierra Vista will be positioned to attract visitors and that kind of stuff? Oh, I think absolutely, yes. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we have the great natural outdoor spaces. We have affordable housing. We're a low density, really a rural area mm -hmm. um, that a lot of people are looking for. But we still have so many amazing amenities. And we are so close to major infrastructure in Tucson and I-10. And it's it's really not that far. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're really glad to be in the position that we are. Definitely. And yeah, I feel like with everything going on the West End, uh, with some improvements to local businesses and some property owners really making some, some headway and buying into the vision for that area, honestly. Um, and I'm super excited for the Tombstone Brew Pub because that just fits in so well to an entertainment district and just gives that sense of, you know, a fun place to hang out in kind of a downtown place. And obviously amid COVID, you don't necessarily think about hanging out in a bar, but, you know, it's going to open next year. And hopefully by that time, um, we'll be in a good place for that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, a big part of what gives a community its charm are those businesses. Um, and it's really nice to see a little bit of momentum to, to on the business side, um, to to give that west side of Sierra Vista more charm, more of that downtown feel, because so many people when they visited Sierra Vista feel a little lost at first, um, because you don't have that clear downtown area where it's like, okay, you know, this is where I can walk around and get a sense for things and talk to people. Um, so uh, in the near term, uh, local businesses are obviously struggling due to COVID-19. Um, and it's really important that as residents, we kind of step up for our businesses too. Um, so we've also been involved with a buy local campaign um, that we launched earlier this year uh, due to COVID-19. Um, can you talk a little bit about that campaign and why it's important for folks to, um, you know, stay safe, you know, wear a mask in public, do all the things you need to do to stay safe, but don't forget about your favorite local businesses that you haven't been to for a while. That's right, exactly. And I want to right now just shout out some props to our local restaurant owners mm -hmm. who have really stepped up. When the first closures came through, they stepped up to offer curbside delivery and even meal kits. And that has sustained many of them through this entire closure. And then our retail establishments, you know, they're offering online ordering, curbside pickup. Even some of them are offering delivery. So it's it's just really been a great opportunity for them to kind of reassess their business models and think, okay, how can I compete with the online retailers? Um, but, you know, I do want to mention that it's so important to shop your local businesses. I can't emphasize it enough because our small businesses really are the DNA of Sierra Vista. Mm -hmm. It's what makes us up. It what It's what make us unique. Mm -hmm. 
And by supporting them, not only are you supporting a local business and the character of your community, you're also supporting your friends and your neighbors. And all those things are so important. And after COVID, in the post-COVID world, <laughs> um, the ones that are here, and I hope many, many of them are, they are going to define Sierra Vista and they're going to shape Sierra Vista and give us that unique quality of life that we're looking for. So please, please shop locally. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and for anyone uh, listening in at home and thinking, well, I have friends and family that love to learn about Sierra Vista, you know, before they come to visit or something like that. Uh, what's the easiest way for them to go and check out some visitor information? They can find visitor information on our visitor website, mm -hmm. which is very easy. It's visit sierravistaaz.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Judy. It's been fun to talk with you. Thank you for having me, Adam. That's all for this episode of Let's Talk Sierra Vista. Remember, you can always email us at pod at sierravistaaz.gov. That's P-O-D at sierravistaaz.gov to share your questions, comments, or suggestions. We'd love for you to join the conversation. Take care, everybody.